0: Hi, welcome. We are going forward in our journey to the selfless self. This is now class nine. And it's entitled What on Earth is Torah and Mitzvahs? So the goal of the class is to work out what what is the Torah? What is it? Um, And I'll just give you a little spoiler alert. It's not really the scroll that we hold up in the shul, although that is the Torah, but we obviously know that it's something much more than that, um, which it is. So, um, the the in the in the title, we've asked, "What on earth is Torah and Mitzvahs?" We could have said, "What are Torah and Mitzvahs on Earth?" It was like a little like fun pun thing, yeah, because the Torah exists on all levels of reality. So, we're going to see really hopefully what it is, and then. But most importantly, what is it on earth? Yeah, that's the point. Okay, so we'll start by just mentioning. We're going to talk in lots and lots of mashalim. We're going to give lots of different analogies. um, And we need to be very kind of abstract in our thinking over here. Um, There was a guy called uh, Fiziju Yamauchi. Fiziju Yamauchi, I think he must have died about... I don't know, sixty years ago or something. He basically invented the Nintendo system. Yeah. Imagine Mario. Everyone's aware. Everyone's got. Everyone knows enough to know who Mario and Luigi are. Yeah, Mario at least. What kind of, what kind of, hasaga? What, kind of, what kind of um, how do you say hasaga? What kind of grass? Could Mario have had, or could Mario have of the man who created the Nintendo system? It, it's a ridiculous thing to say. Like, what what could Mario know? Mario's a, a created graphic on the machine. He's nothing. What could he know about Fuzujirami Uchi, the guy who created the machine? It's it doesn't even make sense the question doesn't even get off the ground, yeah? That's even infinitely different to us having any understanding of the creator of our universe. He's so far removed, he's so completely different from anything that we know, that it's like we can just imagine it being that we're like a graphic in in a computer game, and he is the one who created the computer that we exist within. Yeah, absolutely no connection whatsoever. So in his infinite kindness and concern and love for us, he created the Torah that bridges that gap, that infinite gap between creator and creation, between infinity and finity. And he created this thing called the Torah. So that's already a bit of a stretch to say he created it. Um, but but the, the Torah is so to speak what goes between us and him. Now, in one word, we can call the Torah Rutsoinoy, his Rotson. If we want to push the Torah into one word, we will call it or to a Ratzon Hashem, his will. That's what it is. Okay, if you wanted to go a little bit further, you would say that his will and his wisdom, but it's all included in his will, his wisdom. And don't worry, we're going to explain all of this. His wisdom is an expression of his will. Okay, So it's important to know that Hashem is not the Torah and the Torah is not Hashem. But Hashem and the Torah are one. It's two different things. To say that Hashem is the Torah or the Torah is Hashem is completely incorrect. But Hashem and his Torah are one. They are merged with each other. Okay? That's why you say, Eiraisa Kuluchad. Hashem and the Torah is one. Zoya says such a thing. It also says Yisrael. It says, Yisrael uh, the, the Zoya doesn't actually say that, but the that that is also true. But the Zohar says, says, and then the tadikim of of the uh, but but the Torah and Yisrael, you can't separate them anyway because the Torah needs Yisrael, so it, it it does it doesn't say the words in the Zoya from what I know, but it, it, it you're right, you're 100% right, so. You we everyone remembers how much we've spoken about will, how there's all the behaviour, and then there's our emotions, and then there's our intellect, and then there's our will. And we spoke about the pleasure that goes beyond the will. The will and pleasure are bound up with each other, and that we said that really you and your will are one. Like you have an intellect, you have emotions, and you do behave. Or misbehave, whatever, but you do behave. Yeah, that's behavior. But what are you? And that we really said is your your pleasure and your will. Yeah, your own and your and That's really who you are. So Hashem and his Ratsan is one. Remember, the whole system is holographic. So when we're talking about how Hashem made the world and the whole system by Hashem, we're talking about our system at the same time. Everything's everything works in the same way. It's all like, divided into ten which divides into five which divides into three which it all it all it all fits together so it says that Hashem looked into the Torah and created the world now yeah, that's a famous Chazal. it says <laughs> he looked into the Torah and he created the world so the Torah that we have down here, we speak about the Oral Torah and the Written Torah. The Written Torah and the Oral Torah. Yeah, Torah Shav, Torah Peh. So the Torah Shav, in the most simple way, is the five books of Moshe. Yeah, the Chumash, and then the twenty-four books of the Tanakh. Um, and uh, and the the Oral Torah we say is the Talmud, is the Mishnah, is the Medrashim, is the Kabbalah, all the all the other stuff that goes along with it. Okay. But it's much more mystical. It's much more mystical than our simple understanding of what it is. When we understand the Torah is a series of letters. okay. When it says that Hashem looked into the Torah, it uses the word histakel. Histaklus, which in modern Hebrew is like to stare at something, is the idea of putting yourself out. Put You go out, your vision goes out. I know the way physics understands it is light comes in, but the way Kabbalah and Torah understands it is that your vision goes outward. So when it says that Hashem looked into the Torah and created the world, a really helpful analogy is like html script in a website lahavdil if you go on any web page and you can right click if you're in google you right click um one minute you right click and it has view page source you can do it right now if you want yeah if you right click it says view page source in fact maybe i'll just quickly show you on my computer one moment So here's a, everyone can see my screen. So if I right click here and click view page source, now this isn't much of a page. So all there is is that. Yeah, but let's say for example, I go to my website, and now I right click and do view page source. Now we've got all of this. Yeah, just lots and lots of gobbledygook endless well it's not so endless but lots and lots and lots of words okay now what's happening what's happening when we um when we um when we push so to speak electricity in a sense through all of those words we start ending up with picture we start ending up with a website that's what HTML is. HTML script is basically a bunch of letters that when we push the right kind of energy through those letters, creates a website. Anyone can think of another muscle that sounds exactly like that, something completely different, but it's exactly the same. So I'll show you. Anyone knows anything about DNA? I don't. But I will show you another thing here. A few years ago, in the early 2000s, they created what's called the, um, it was called the Human Genome Project. What they did, DNA is a series of four letters, okay? Interestingly enough. And the way it all links together, they it's just an endless look at this, one second. See this? Can everyone see this? This is what the human genome looks like. Anybody wants to read it, it's fascinating. A C C C T G T G T G G A G G C T C C A A C C C C C -C A. That's all it is. You know how big this book is? Look at this. This is so crazy. This is how big the book is. Endless, endless pages. Of just CCGTTTZ. It says like this look, 3 billion letters. So, just like that web page can be broken down into the HTML script, you can be broken down into 3 billion letters. It says that that line of letters would be 5,592 miles long. Yeah. And it would t- take a typist working eight hours a day half a century to type it for 1 million pages five thousand books stacked 200 feet high or 200 telephone directories great okay so again it's the same idea you can see a is into this he's into this that there's this concept of letters that turns into images we've hupped it that's that's what basically the internet and computing is yeah every time you see a picture Every single picture you see on your screen, on any of your, any of your screens, is really a whole bunch of letters. That's the Torah, Lahavdil, on an infinitely more complex level. Because you, the Torah is only about three thousand, three hundred and four thousand letters, but every letter breaks down into like a dull, like a hay is a dullard and a yud, yeah. But then you spell hay hey hey or hey yud or hey aleph and then the dalad you could spell dalad Lama taf and then you could break so the Torah the actual letters although you only see a finite number of letters 300 odd thousand letters it breaks up into endless 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 letters literally infinite letters and what does it mean that a shem was his stuckle by by or by alma so just like the html when we push so to speak, hashmal through that, when we push electricity, so to speak, through those letters, we end up with a website, we end up with pictures. It's Hashem squeezing himself, so to speak, through the letters of the Torah that give rise to this world. That's the Torah. Well, that's at least one facet of the Torah. Well, that's what the Torah does. That's not really what the Torah is. That's what the Torah does. But the Torah is his rotson. What does that mean? So it's like just just to give another couple of mashalim. It's like anybody remembers the cinemas in the old days, where they had the. The truth is, it's not actually that different nowadays. It's just digital, but they had the the reel of uh, the reel of um, you know the film and there would be a white projector white light shining through it a projector and you'd end up with a picture on the screen it's exactly the same marshall again the same marshall again that you're pushing the white light through and then the colors so to speak hold back some of that light and you end up with a picture in front of your eyes same thing again yeah in this in this example the Torah is the film is the is the transparent slide with the colour on, the, the light's coming through. um, Yeah. So now, this is what's interesting, is that when Hashem created the world, see, when I said this is what the Torah does, it's not what the Torah is, does Hashem want a world? What do you think the answer to that question is? Does Hashem want a world? It's the uh, means to the end. Amazing. So does he really want a world? Not necessarily, but you need it to get to the end. What's the end? Closeness with us. The whole, see, creation is the most romantic, it's the most romantic love story there can ever be. It's the infinite Creator wanting to have a chasna. It's the it's the it's the chasna of Kudshabrichu It's mamash a love story. That's what creation is. It's mamash a love story between a Kodesh Boch and Am Yisrael. It's a chasna. Everyone's invited to come to the chasna. Everyone's invited. And what's a chasna without three hundred guests? And what's a chasna without the without the uh, without the the music and the photographer and the flowers and the and the caterer? It, there's no, it's not a chasna. That's what the world is. The world is the music and the flowers and the photographer and the catering and the the, the decor of chula, Yeah, but chasna is Yisrael Kudshav Rechu, is Hashem and Am Yisrael. That's what the actual chasna is, and everybody else is invited if they wanna if they wanna come. If they want to be part of the chasna, they want to come, that's, that's, they're invited. So creation is a means to an end. The end is, is the chasna. The creation is all of the, like when we're making chasnas, keep that in mind. Yeah, the all of that stuff that we get, you know, completely sucked into, that's all side stuff. Yeah, don't let that, don't let that derail you from the point. From the from the chasna yeah i've seen i've seen people go crazy over things you wouldn't imagine i mean you probably could imagine how people could get destroyed over the silliest things in the world It's amazing anyway so so we've learned that the means to the end always actually conceal the person like we said the guy wants to go skiing yeah? So he has to get on the airplane. You don't see and and you know what? He might even hate flying. But you look him on the airplane, you think, oh, this guy likes flying. He's on an airplane. And he's like, no, I hate flying. Pardon me. I'm just trying to get to where I need to get to. So whenever you're doing something for a means to an end, it for sure doesn't reveal you, but it could even almost conceal you. It could even give somebody the wrong impression. Like somebody goes to the hospital to get an operation, Rehmanul Islam. You see them getting out. You, they don't want to be there, but they have to do it. It's a means to an end. They want to get well, so they have to get the operation. So that covers them. That covers them over. So when Hashem said the ten utterances of creation, yeah, we know that, yeah? Or in the beginning, you said, let there be light, let there be... Vegetation, let there be the separation between the water. All the let there be animals. Let us make man. The ten that they called the Eseres and Mayimurus. That was, in the words of my Rebbe, that was a disappointment. Because all we did at that point was we were like, "Wow, look at the sky! Wow, look at the greenery and look at the mountains!" and and then we said, um, "Okay." And what? Great. This is great. But now what? What's the point? That's why the That's why the Torah begins with the base. Because, Hashem is the Aleph, yeah, for a lot of reasons. It's called Alefush Oilam, the Master of the World. Aleph is also a Yud and a Vav and a Yud, which is twenty six. It's number one. Ashem is Echad. It's silent yet it can manifest every single sound, all of these ideas. So Aleph always represents Hashem. So creation begins with a base, and a base looks like it blocks the Aleph. It conceals the Aleph. You can't see behind the base. The wall of the base is forcing you to look to the Resh and the Shin and the Aleph and the south, and the yun and Saf. And it's forcing you to look into creation, and it's like a wall, a barrier, stopping you from seeing the Aleph who created creation? Alufa Shal Everyone's with me? What did the Ten Commandments begin with? What's the first one of the Ten Commandments? Anochi, Allah. So the Ten Commandments was when the world made sense. 3,336 and change years ago, the world made sense. Until then, the world only made sense to a couple of very holy people, like Avra Mitzvah, Yaakov, Bechule. Yeah, but at Matan Torah, everyone was like, Ah, oh, wow. Now it all makes sense. Now I understand why there's a sun and a moon and flowers and, and cows and water and milk and i am everything now makes sense because hashem revealed his will to us he revealed what he wants what does he want he wants mitzvahs that's what he wants and you know what the the analogy is i think everybody now can answer this question like solidly why do you want to live there's no reason you just want to live thank you things are going in that's great just like you want to live for zero reason you just want to live and if all of your life got stripped away from you you would still want to live that's a model for how Hashem wants his mitzvahs in the same way that you want life he wants his mitzvahs and the, the answer to the question, you 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 ever heard it, I mean you live in America, so you don't get it. But in in Israel, you ask a kid, like, you know, why are you scratching my wall? Why are you like breaking the plaster off of my wall with your little plastic screwdriver? And he'll look at you and go, Kacha. <laughs> that's a real, that's that's real. Why is he doing it? Kacha or like they'll just look at you silent. Everyone has it in America get that as well, yeah? Or they'll say, because. You're like, because what? Because that's it. That's alluding to the Indian of it's a real want. It really is something that's true to them. It's not for some other reason. It's not a means to an end. They're scratching the wall as an end unto itself. That's why they look at you blank. Like you say, why are you destroying my wall? And they're like, blank because they don't know why because there is no why that's just them that's what they do so that's comparable to Hashem's reasons for the mitzvahs when we talk about Torah, and we talk about the power Duma and that we're gonna we're gonna know we we're gonna find out the reason we're not going to find out the reason there is no reason reason is much lower down reason is already in the world of creation where Logic makes sense. We're talking about desire that goes well beyond reason. So that was the Aleph of the of Yisurim. Hashem revealed His mitzvahs to us. That was the Torah. That's what Hashem revealed to us. And the tzaddikim say he actually says in the in the in the Gemara, Anoichi. Is a notricon, which means Rosh tavers, like an acronym. Yeah. Aleph Nun chaf Yud is Anna Nafshi Kasibus Yavis. It's in Aramaic. This is the most beautiful. It's like, listen to what it says Ana Nafshi Yavis. I'll translate it. I, my soul, wrote, I gave. I've given my soul to you in writing. That's what the Ravon Shalom is saying in Anoichi. The Aserah Zadibros, which is... By the way, they're not called the Ten Commandments. Aserah Zadibros. I don't know why it's got translated that way. But the Aserah Zadibros contains the 613 mitzvahs. And that's the Torah. And Hashem says that I gave you my soul. I gave you my soul. Why? We've spoken about marriage. That a real relationship, marriage, if we're if we're Zoyche, when being successful in marriage means that my spouse has become more real to me than I am to myself. That's that's a successful marriage when their needs are more urgent to you than your own needs. By women, that's much more natural than it is to men. But but that's that's what we're trying to get to, and we said that marriage is set up the traditional shut of marriage is set up where the man earns money and the woman builds the home you're both catering or not catering you're both fulfilling or sating each other's most primary need which is the need to live your will to live he brings money and you give a home You turn the money into, you can't eat money, you can't live off money. You turn the money into into life. But without the money, there's no life. So both of you, the way marriage is set up, the most basic traditional understanding of marriage, that's why it's such a tragedy, what's happening in the Western world with all all of these traditional things falling away because it's such perfect wisdom that we're just so stupid. We don't realise that. Caught up in our own silliness. That, that... That we're provide uh, the man is providing his wife with life, and the wife is providing her husband with life, and that's a real marriage, and that's exactly how it is with the boy and us is that by us doing his mitzvahs, in a sense, it's like we're giving him life, in a sense, if you can say such a thing, that's, that's what it says. In the we say in in um in de Zimra, yeah, give to a shem. It talks about giving him, it's like he created this system whereby we're able to give him not just something, but to give him his deepest desire. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. In his infinite anevus in his infinite humility he created a system whereby we are able so to speak to give him something that he genuinely wants now i did this thing that i wanted to do for many years and i did it today i'm going to show it to you quickly i don't think we're going to have time to go into it too deeply but i can give you a, i'll give you a link to it anyway one moment Can everyone see this? Oh, don't want to do that. So, um, this is a breakdown. Can everyone see this? So this is Yankee up here. Okay. Now his primary want, as we've learned, is life. He wants to live just like all of us. Yeah. Now, this is what we call his intelligent will. So depending on what kind of guy he is, his parents, the situation he grew up in, society, culture, his own, in- in- his own unique biology, he has worked out somehow that being time conscious, health conscious and searching for education is an expression of his, he might not even know it, but that's to him life caring about time caring about health and caring about education okay these three things can be different by you okay they're just examples okay now these things in turn these intelligent wills because will is without any intelligence as we've said it's beyond all reason but it becomes enclosed in intellect so the guy who wants to live cares about health cares about time cares about education now these break down into values yeah so time comes now to a point where planning is important you 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 act with efficiency yeah health breaks down into exercise and diet education to learning and teaching and then we have the different behaviors i can't move this around okay can everyone see that you can see that it's better yeah so i can move it around now so um these are the behaviors so in planning yeah the guy cares about time so planning becomes a value so he cares about planning yeah so what does he do he blocks youtube so he doesn't waste time on mostly shabbos he plans out his week Uh, He learns, he spends time learning the desktop shortcuts that no one knows because that will save us some time as well. And he got rid of his smartphone because he values his time, okay? Acting with efficiency. So this is a different thing. He gets up early, so he's got a lot of time. He drives a car that's got good mileage and a big gas tank so he doesn't want to keep spending time filling up the car. Um, He wears slip-on shoes because that saves you a little bit of time having to do your laces up. And he buys himself a smart fridge that gets stocked up by itself, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. I'll send you a link. You can look at this. I just made all this stuff up, yeah? These are the mitzvahs. These are Hashem's mitzvahs. Now, this is, we put it in our context. But all the behaviors are Hashem's mitzvahs. And we could have written out the same, I mean, it would involve a lot of very deep Kabbalah, but we could have written out the same kind of flow diagram and it would have ended up, with tefillin, talus, mikvah, chala, tefillah, shabbos, v'chuleh. All of these things end up being an expression of his life. Now, isn't this a funny thing? Because under learning, let's just say, for example, he has a, a bathroom reading schedule. Yeah, he really cares about education, so he blocks off time for for bathroom reading, yeah? that is actually an expression of himself. You follow the idea? He is expressed in his will to live. Part of his will to live is expressed in his desire for education. His desire for education is expressed in learning. And that comes out that when he's buying his membership to the library, sorry to date myself, when he's buying his membership to the library, That's an expression of his inner self. Everyone's with me? Every single thing you see here, yeah, writing projects, even when he goes to buy the pen for the writing project, for the essay that he wants to write, yeah? When he wants to buy the pen for the essay he wants to write, you're seeing an expression of his abstract absolutely undefinable essence and that's Torah and Mitzvahs that's Torah and Mitzvahs so now the the word Mitzvah comes from the word Tzavtza which is which means connection Kesha and the way of understanding it is that we're Zoycha to to do what he wants that's how people become connected by taking care of each other now if you're going to say that a lot of people do say that the mitzvahs are kind of like busy work they're like i have a, i remember where, years ago when my son nowadays my son builds the sukkah himself but in the old days my son uh he's now 17 or so, 18, 17. I remember when he was four years old and I was building the sukkah. And you know how your son, I'm standing there like with a nail here. i got the hammer here. I'm like holding something with my elbow. And I'm completely, you know, and my son comes up to and says, Abba, Abba, can I help? And I really said to him, like this, I said, Chaim, even I, I can't even do this by myself right now. Meaning the help of a four year old is, as you know, in the kitchen, yeah? When your four-year-old decides to help you bake, yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's, uh, that's not what mitzvahs are, bichlal. Never, ever think that mitzvahs are that bichlal. Busy work. But Hashem's just trying to, like, shut you up. That's not what mitzvahs are, bichlal. Every mitzvah we do is mamush, the most inner rotson of the bonus shalom being fulfilled. Like... A man bringing his wife money and like the wife bringing her husband the house. Just in the exact same way, it's the perfect Marshall. Every single mitzvah we do, you you are involved in different mitzvahs that I'm involved, but taking challah and going to the mitzvah and lighting Shabbos candles and keeping Shabbos and, and all of the mitzvahs that you do, it should be so at the front of your mind. That not like oh I'm helping God out. That's how you you shouldn't be serving your husband food thinking oh, I'm helping you out. It's the sluice, it's the sluice of there to serve. That's what that's really what we're. And you wouldn't have that feeling if it was just busy work. If you were just if if your if your parent asked you to bring them a cup of coffee. You bring them the coffee. They say, thank you. They pat you on the head like a good, you know, like a little dog. And they send you and you take the coffee and you put, you didn't really want the coffee. You couldn't, how could you feel good about that? What did you do? It was just annoying for him. That's, that's exactly the opposite of what mitzvahs are. We can't, we can never look at mitzvahs like that. Mitzvahs are satisfying the Rabboni Sholem's deepest, most reasonless desire. Um, so now, if we want to, we'll th- you throw in a few more analogies, then we'll finish on a very beautiful idea, to So a good analogy to understand the whole thing is the king building a palace. There's the there's the um. There's the technical drawings for the palace. And then there's the actual building of the palace. And then there's the living in the palace. So the technical drawings, that would be compared to the Torah, as we have it. And that's really getting inside the king's mind. You're seeing what he wants. You get me? he like, you just, you yeah, know, like when... I know a lot of uh, wealthy Yidden in uh, in Chicago. And in Chicago, they all build these the mama's gorgeous, massive houses, yeah? And they plan out everything to, like, every... They probably do it in LA as well. It's more expensive there. But they plan out everything so that they've got... You know, this is the kid's room where the kid's going to sh- do his shoes up. And then this is the room where we're going to, like, bake the cakes. And this is the room where we're going to wrap the presents. So they got all these different rooms with everything, like, clearly, you know, marked out with you know and when you're looking at the plans you're in you're in the person's head you really you're there you understand it's a very deep connection to that person you seeing the whole thing wow so i see that a playroom for your kids is important to you you value your kids you know expression and playfulness and i see that you want to have a study you know, study in your house because you appreciate the, the uh, you know, the value of learning Torah. And I can see that you've done this with the laundry thing because you're an intelligent person. That looks like a good way of saving time, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So I'm in your head as I'm looking through the plans. I'm really helping you. I'm really, and if I'm using my mind, if I'm not using my mind, I'm just seeing Well, there's a room for the kids to play in. Okay. And there's a, yeah but if i'm using my mind i can really start to like cup you i can start to know what you're about yeah then the actual house itself the building of the house that's like this world that's kind of distracting um and it's a means to an end the end is the populating the room the rooms with your children and with yourselves playing with the kids in the playroom studying in the study that's the mitzvahs so in the moshel you've got the the plans is the toira and the populating the house and the the shimush the using of the house is the mitzvahs okay another another idea is let's say your father wants to hear you sing this is just he he has a desire to hear you sing and he starts telling you about that desire that he has to hear you sing that's the Torah you singing is the mitzvah so let me ask you a question in which scenario are you closer to your father What's the deeper connection when he's telling you how he loves to hear you sing? Or when you're singing? This is such a deep question. Your father's just told you that he he loves hearing you sing. When are you closer to your dad? When he's telling you how he loves hearing you sing or when you're singing to him? Talk it out, what do you think? I think it's when you sing because you're fulfilling his request. You're, the beginning is just the inspiration, but the the act is kind of solidifying it. It's not the inspiration, is it? It's your dad, that yeah. your when you're singing to your dad, it's not really a connection with your dad. As in, you're not feeling anything. You're not experiencing, you're just singing but when he's sitting there telling you how he wants to hear you sing and how it does this for him and it does that for him and 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 when you sing like this when you sing like that and now you feel really close to him you hear what you hear but you're not doing what he wants that's the idea of what's greater Torah or mitzvahs and the way the rabbis answer that in the Gemara is, Torah is greater. Why? Because it leads to mitzvah observance. <laughs> Isn't that the most wonderful way of saying it? What's greater, Torah and mitzvahs? Torah, because it leads to mitzvahs. Oh wait, what you, you just did a, you just flipped around. That's the exact same thing. Your father's telling you how much he loves to hear you sing. That's Torah. And that's how much closer could you feel to him? He's telling you exactly what he wants from you. You feel so special. I'm the one who can fulfill your deepest will. And in this way, and in that way, and I was speaking to um, to your to to um, to Yitzi the other day, and um, I think it's his wife's birthday coming up or something. So I've always made this joke with people I was saying, we'll turn it into the husband. Your husband's birthday is coming up, yeah? What would you give to have his best friend come sit next to you and tell you exactly what he wants? The best thing you could ever get for him in, and and more. And you're sitting on the edge of your chair and he's giving you more and more details, not just this, let's say in a position to buy him a car, I don't know, this car, but but he wants with this kind of leather, and he wants this kind of fuel injection, and he wants this color, and he wants this model, and th- and th- and each thing you hear, you're like on more on your edge of your seat. Tell me more, tell me more, yeah. That's really the experience of learning halacha. That's how it should be learning halacha. You're learning more and more details, and exactly what the rabbi Sholem wants. That's amazing. That's amazing. So what's what's greater? Learning Torah during mitzvahs. Learning Torah, you, pardon me, you feel very close, especially if you start penetrating through the, the outer level and start understanding what he really wants. Like he wants Yichud. He wants to turn darkness to light. He wants to turn the Rishusha to into of Yachid. Yeah, all the mitzvahs at the end is like we saw from our... Uh, from this flow chart, yeah, you have to have your head on your shoulders to extrapolate to the deeper levels of who he is. But let's say you're doing that. So when you're listening to him tell you how he loves to hear you sing and exactly how he wants you to sing, you're, you're, you're feeling very, very close. When you're actually singing to him, you might not be feeling so close, but you are in truth much closer. You're fulfilling his desire, his deepest, his deepest desire. So you can't have Torah without mitzvahs and you can't have mitzvahs without Torah. So the discussion, which is greater, is just, um, it's a, um, what's the word? Not hypothetical. It's uh, not hypothetical, what's the word? Um, it's not intellectual, Where, whatever the word is. It, you're, you're, um, it, They're both, they're bound up with each other. You can't have one without the other. That's why the rabbi said that Torah is greater because it leads to Miser. it leads to the action. So let, let's finish on this very deep meditation that you can always keep for every mitzvah that you do. I say this to everyone all the time that mitzvahs can be divided or not divided sorry every mitzvah can be broken down into four kind of coordinates it sounds very like deep or whatever i mean it is very deep but it's not so difficult to understand every mitzvah has a shaykhus to time to place to energy and to matter Time, place, energy, matter. Okay. So, for example, um, uh, let's say the mitzvah of lighting the menorah on Hanukkah. Okay. What's the time coordinate of this mitzvah? It's kind of a trick question. <laughs> Sorry. When you start lighting the candles, that's your question. Yeah, exactly. There, there's a time, the time of how, like, If I light my menorah, when, sure, that, 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 when, when people start walking. Yeah, and even even more generally, from the 25th of Kislev, if I light my menorah on the 24th of Kislev, well, that you could actually, if I light my menorah on the 23rd of Kislev, what did I do? I didn't light. I didn't do anything. I just wasted a match. So the mitzvah of Hanukkah. So, you didn't only waste a match. You don't have the connection of the mitzvah. Well, okay, but I mean, I didn't light a menorah. I didn't like. I didn't like a menorah on Hanukkah. That wasn't. It had nothing to do with Hanukkah. I just lit a candle, right. like I did. Any I did on lighting like in Tishrei. No, there's no mitzvah there. So the mitzvah of Hanukkah needs to be. It needs to be the twenty fifth of uh, the twenty fifth of uh, Kislev until the third of second third to the third of tavis yeah that's the time and then within that time there's also an even more specific time like you said from Plagamincha to to tikkura gamishuk whatever the whatever the time coordinates of the mitzvah are, yeah okay what's the place coordinate how do we determine the place what's the sheichas of makom to mitzvah of, the mitzvah of, uh, of near hanukkah is In that- your home Oh, yeah, like I mean it's it's gets a little more complicated, but where you're sleeping, Sorry? Where you're sleeping or by the, the yeah. by the door entrance on the left side. In the old days it'd be outside, just in the in the So, rub him. It needs to be three to fuck him from the floor and not more than ten to fuck him above the floor. That's the space coordinates, yeah. Now the chome, what's the chome? What's the matter? The physical matter of the mitzvah? Can you be Yotzi um, near Hanukkah with a cow? You need oil. You need a little glass. A little glass. You need a wick. You need a match. This is what you need for the. That's the matter of the of the uh, of the mitzvah. And what's the energy of the mitzvah? the energy of the mitzvah is the yiddisha energy a goy can't light ner hanukkah the yiddisha energy the yid lighting the menorah that's also an intrinsic part of the mitzvah so let's just talk about uh, about matzah on pesach yeah the time is from um, Tesvav of um, Nissan. yeah 15th of Nissan for 7 days okay the place well, place for eating not in the bathroom, let's say, but the place is kind of general. That's okay, yeah. the 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 matter, what's the chomer of the mitzvah, is the flower, the water, your teeth, your mouth, your boch, yeah, stomach, etc. The energy is your energy jewish energy like we just said if you're if you take a different matter let's say you take an orange a fruit an orange on the 15th of Nissan, yeah everything's right it's perfect say the table you say you take an orange and you eat the orange yeah nothing or let's say this time yeah you've got everything set up The whole seder table is great. You've got the matzah. You're ready. But it's tishrei. Nothing. And let's say this time you've got everything set up. It's the 15th of Nissan. You've got the matzah. The whole thing's perfect. And you invite your non-Jewish friend round and he eats the matzah. Nothing. So this is this is really a this is a really helpful way of understanding when we do mitzvahs to keep in mind that makes mitzvahs every little mitzvah a much deeper experience after we've just said what we said yeah it comes out you can't really say that you do a mitzvah you with me you don't really do a mitzvah you become an ingredient in the mitzvah you are an intrinsic part of the mitzvah. That's a very, very helpful thing to keep in mind when we're doing mitzvahs. To understand that you become a chelik of the mitzvah. And then that means, and this is the the, 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 the Balatanya Paskins. That if you see somebody doing a mitzvah, this is halacha by the balatanya I don't think people hold by this generally. But the halacha of the balatanya is when you see somebody doing a mitzvah, you know what you need to do? You need to stand up. Imagine that. You're seeing someone doing a mitzvah, you need to stand up. Why? Because You're not really seeing someone doing a mitzvah. You're seeing Rotson Hashem. You're seeing Rotson Hashem. That's what you're seeing. What you're really seeing is a portal open up in this world and the light of the Rabboni Sholem pouring in. So it comes out, the fact that you're just commanded to stand is a concession because really what you should do if we were really tied if we were really uh sinked in, we would fall on our face and just start screaming Hashem, Kim, Hashem, Kim, Hashem, Kim. So as a concession to our human experience, yeah. The Balatani says, don't, don't worry about falling on the floor and convulsing, although that's probably the right thing to do. Yeah. Stand up. Honor the honor the honor the miracle that's taking place. It's the miracle of the kiyom of reality. The reason why Hashem made the world was exactly for this. And that's really the coming together of him and his world. That's what we say. Remember, we spoke about the idea of your name and your essence. The world is called Hashem's name. that's what it means he and his name will be one he and his world will be one himself and his expression that's called geula like we said geula redemption is when there is no interruption there's no impediment between you and your expression so the world is hashem's expression but the mitz. sorry the world is the means to Hashem's expression. The expression is the mitzvahs. So in the yidna doing the mitzvahs, that is giving Hashem free expression into his world. And that's when hima, his name becomes one. And that's also called the chasna of Am Yisrael and Kuchabrihu. That's the merging of body and soul. That's man and wife, fail, male, female, the whole it's all that's the whole it's the whole thing, the whole same, it's all the same thing, just in different clothes. That's the that's true it and mitzvahs. It's the greatest. Source. It's like we're looking into like we're we're so desperate for that experience of melting into the oneness of reality and the fire and the angels and the and the violins and the flutes and all that experience, yeah. And that's fine, and that's great, and we need that as well, maybe. But just the simple act of the mitzvah, putting the mezuzah on your door, saying kriya shema, taking challah, whatever the mitzvah is, keeping Shabbos, that act in itself is, it couldn't be of any more value. It couldn't, just the act itself, whether you're experiencing anything or not, the act itself could not be, of any higher values of infinite value and it might not be valuable to you but that's because it's not your mitzvah it's his mitzvah <laughs> that's the whole point that's the whole point okay that's why we say tizkele mitzvahs that's the whole point because <laughs> that's the greatest thing you can ever ever give anyone a brochure from mitzvahs okay it's any questions yeah. okay everyone should be well there's a lot to send